0: Might have just had the worst thing ever happen to us right now. One of the cable boxes in it's your own, done. One of the TVs is not working,
1: and it's like this program is blacked out in your local market. And I'm like, there's no game on right now, and it won't let me change it.
0: So that uh-huh. leaves us with three TVs
1: mm-hmm.
0: until but that gets it's remedied. A bad NBA night. I'm concerned. Yeah, you're right. It's only six games in the NBA, mm-hmm. so I'll take that at least. Early four-two lead for the Cavs, though, right? We got all, all of us have some have something in this. There you go. I got the Hawks, unfortunately. Do you? Yeah. If they lose this
2: game, they go on the list, which they've been on that list uh, a couple times. A couple yeah, times.
0: Texas is on my list.
2: Oh, my UCLA's
0: too. on my list, too. Those were two teams I put on my list.
2: Texas is definitely on my list.
0: So frustrating.
2: It, re- it really was. That was a frustrating game. How you could go from looking like the best team in the nation to, I mean, for literally, they lost two games since, since Valentine's Day. Yep. And then they look like the best team in the country. And then all of a sudden, in the second half, they just couldn't hit a shot. That's the worst part about college basketball when you're on the wrong side, though. Like, you see it unraveling. And you're like, I should probably hedge off. I could get a good number. Mm -hmm. Just going to ride with it. Just going to ride with it. Oh, no, I definitely should have hedged off of that. And then you just lose the bet. That's what happened with Texas. So much. There were so many opportunities, though, where you should have jumped on Miami. You've been on Miami, both the Lady Canes and Men Canes, all year long, though. (laughs) Yeah. And my only problem with them really was just the ACC was just such a crap conference.
1: And remember they were, like, supposed to be fourth in the ACC. We talked about it in the Futures bets, and I was like, more in the ACC, UNC is not the number one team in the country. Yeah. Right? You're like, who who do you trust in the eight? Duke's not good right now.
2: Those are the teams I should start buying into. T- programs that just buy their team because that's Ooh. what Miami did. Yep. And I know that people like have a problem with that. I don't. Well, that's what the rules are though. I now. mean, Kansas State. There wasn't one guy on that team that was recruited by Kansas State. Right. All those guys were transfers.
1: Yeah, and Nigel Pack transferred from Kansas State. Yeah, to Miami. Right, but you it think got, about is, got, yeah, got paid. Yeah, yeah. I think he got, got five hundred thousand dollars for that season. It was <laughs> five
2: hundred thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, and Isaiah Wong, he was there last year. He was on that team. Same thing with the uh, the wing who went seven for seven. I forget his name, Jordan.
2: Every, every literally every single person.
1: M- Jor- Miller Jordan Miller. Yeah, he was on that team too.
2: Wait, he he was. A, oh, yeah, he was a, a transfer too.
1: So Jordan Miller was on the Miami team last year. Yeah, wow when they went to the Elite Eight, because he was talking about how sad he was and how they told Nigel Pack, like, hey, we we need to make it past for uh, Coach Laranega.
2: That's all I would
0: do. I would just hit the transfer portal. No reason to go out and recruit anymore. (laughs) Yeah, just wait. Wait till you find some guys that aren't happy where they are, and then there you go. It's perfect. Did
1: you see that uh, Cleo Ware is transferring from Oregon?
0: No, I did not, actually. Yeah. Where's he going? They, they don't know where uh, yet.
1: I don't know. He just entered the transfer portal. So, yeah, sometimes Oregon's, you kind of
0: hear rumblings right away, and sometimes you don't. Dana
1: Altman's on thin ice. Mm-hmm. Let's just say there's been a lot of five-star recruits that have come inside of Oregon, pause, and then left Oregon.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, like, it, it's it's it gets crazier every year. Today, it's been hard just to follow along with what's real and what's not real because yep. Dan Dockich was on social media earlier today for some reason, and he tweeted out that Zach Eady was leaving mm-hmm. Purdue. And then Zach Edey quote tweeted and was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Here's the source. <laughs> like, I'm staying here. And then our guy Goodman was going after Docich, which I got a kick out of. But that's, oh. that's the toughest part. And now it's only going to get worse. Social media and Twitter, now we're not going to know who the real check marks oh. are anymore.
1: So I told you that Oregon's been losing recruits. They've been losing players. Except they, for in football. They come, Yeah. Yep. They come, they go. So six, six uh, days ago, Dana Altman if it's me then get rid of me well airs frustration out on lack of fan support
2: i still think he's a pretty good coach though i don't think i'd get rid.
1: he's of him. made it to five sweet 16s two elite eights <laughs> I and mean, one final four i mean he How, can coach however he can, he can coach x's and o's he can recruit however it's a different ball game now baby mm. and whatever is happening with him and these five-star players when they get into the door is not good Because now you have multiple players that are just leaving one year in.
0: We live in the era of player empowerment. You saw it start with the NBA. Now it's happened at least with quarterbacks in the NFL. And you're starting to see some other players try and execute that. Like you know, Jalen Ramsey at the time asked for a trade and got out of Jacksonville. You've seen a little bit of that. But now you're getting it in college sports. And it's not just college football. That's first. We know that's why any realignment in college sports starts with football. It's because of football. That's where the most money is. You understand that. But you're getting into basketball now, too, where players will go to a program. Guy's a great salesman, but he may not be giving you the full picture. And you get there and you go, this is not what I signed up for. Or you're totally different, right? That was their first date. Oh, yeah. It's a great first date. Got a real good first impression. Then you start getting to know them a little bit more. And you know, they're going through your phone and getting real jealous. And, you know, they're not, uh, Who not are you very talking attentive. To? Uh, like,
1: oh, ta- my God. Talking
0: to everybody's been through it. Everybody's yeah. met somebody like that before. And now you get to the point where players can go, I can get out. I'm not committed to this thing, and I can go play right away. So I, I think Jim
1: Laranega does a look at my phone. Jim Laranega <laughs> takes me out to salsa dance. There you go. Jim Laranega says, whatever you want to do, baby, do what's best for you, baby. And that's why I you've like been it. part of
0: this relationship all year me with too. Miami. I
1: like it as I well. I like it
2: because, like, man, yep. I mean, we've all been to college. You've been to school. You've been somewhere where you go and you show up for two weeks, and you're like, this is not for me. And imagine mm-hmm. being in a system, like a college football player, like, oh, you know what, this all looked really good. Now I'm here and this just doesn't really fit me. Or I don't like this I don't like the personnel here. And now you could just decide to leave and you don't have to sit out a year because that was the big thing growing up. You had to sit yep. out a year. Yep. And then I mean, man, you're another year older. Somebody gets recruited that shows up, takes your spot, now mm-hmm. you gotta go somewhere else. I just I kinda do like this for college sports. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Like college sports aren't as good as when we were growing up, though. At the same
0: time, I, sure. I mean, the tournament's been fun, but it doesn't feel the same, it, you, right? sti- yeah. you still need star power. The ratings have been good. The games have been harder to bet on because there's really unpredictable matchups consistently out there. There's not really a team that's heading. We talked about Houston being the best team in the country, and look what happened to them. Yeah, it, it, it's just it, it's what you get. But I think there's it's you got all the old heads that are still really mad that are like, you made a commitment, you got to stay at these schools. Why? Why would you have to do that? Think of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow transferred from Ohio State, won a Heisman and a national title at LSU, and was the number one overall pick. That wouldn't have happened at Ohio State. Where's Jalen Hurts right now if he stays at
2: Alabama and just sits on the bench holding a clipboard backing up Tua? Get the
0: best opportunity that you can get. Right. It's not selfish. It's not like the team is committed to you and they're left with nobody. If you're not getting the role you
2: expected, yeah. He was at Georgia sitting behind Jake Fromm. I mean, that, I love Kirby. I think he's a hell of a coach. What the hell was that? Like, yeah. Jake Fromm <laughs> yeah. over Justin They Fields? love Jake Fromm there. They he, did. He they should have him. actually won a national title that year. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like it. But again, yeah, I don't think it's as good as when we were growing up. I, I, I mean, just like growing up, you think about the games that we grew up with, and it was, you know, Duke, Kentucky, and it was Leitner, and Bobby Hurley, and Grant Hill. And even when I was in college, though, You know, there were the Kentucky teams with, like, Anthony Davis. There was the Derrick Rose Memphis years. Like, the top teams were always around that final weekend, Elite Eight, Final Four. Um, Not that, you know, these aren't the top teams, but I do miss, like, the star power being there. And I, I feel like that's the thing we're missing in college basketball. Like every year, I'm like, okay, who are the top players? Okay, this guy's overseas. This guy's overseas. What the hell is G League Ignite? You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. That, what that's is I,
1: Overtime Elite? Right.
2: Yeah. Like that's how I feel the last couple of years. It's like, okay, who are the best players in college hoops? Zach Eady? Where is he right. projected to go? Nowhere. Yeah. Like he yeah, might be in Turkey.
1: If you look at basketball like you're seeing sort of our economy. You have more options, even if you take our business, for example. At one point, the only way that you could get on air was to start out at local news in, like, uh, ayahuasca, Iowa, or whatever. Creston, Iowa. Creston, Iowa. That's what I did. And move your, make your way up, right? And maybe you're a producer at some big radio station, and then maybe they give you a chance on the weekends or nights. Maybe you're buying
2: cows for your meat.
1: Maybe you're buying cows for your meat. (laughs) And then you hang around and hang around, and maybe you make it, maybe you don't. And there's only... You know, a certain amount of places that you can go yes. and get your takes off. There's only a certain amount of airtime that you can get. You add social media to the mix, and now people can go viral overnight and mm-hmm. get opportunities that they mm-hmm. would never would have been able to showcase otherwise. Is it now better, worse? It's kind of a little bit of both, right? And that's what you're seeing. Players who never would have gotten an opportunity now, like our man uh, Marquise Noel, do. Right? You can transfer, yeah. you can go places, and now you've got just more opportunities for the non-five-star guy, for the non-blue blood team.
0: I love Marquise Noel. Me too. I just want more more guys like him. I want to root for the 5'8 guy. Yeah. That's what I'll take. So, uh, okay, so this is something I'm torn on. I need get you guys' us, to help us, on us, this, us, and I'm trying to it. figure this out, because I'm kind of on both sides. And you guys just said you're more in on Kyrie Irving now. Kyrie said something that I actually don't disagree with but it's only, I only partially agree with. So he said, gambling and sports betting has completely taken the purity and the fun away from the game at times. I'm going to just be honest with y'all, and it was a whole long thing. There's a difference between being a diehard fan and supporting your team and love your team versus somebody that's betting on a parlay. And it went on to basically say that it's, it's kind of ruined sports to, for him. There are idiots out there. Bradley is also dealing with an actual, like, potential criminal charge from slapping the hat off of some fan that said that you cost me $1,300, you F and all that there are the idiots that are in the stands that think that this matters to players and thinks that this is how gambling is supposed to be and you're wrong it's stupid it's irresponsible and it's also completely misguided in terms of how your approach should even be with players it's they used to make jokes about this about fantasy Remember peyton manning even did a commercial i think it was like a visa commercial or something where the guy was like have you on my fantasy like that was always the joke yeah at the same time though not everybody approaches it that way in fact most don't most people don't act this way and you understand like all oh, that sucks but i'm not going to like actually blame the player the morons that yell this to players are the worst and they all they do is create a, a narrative and a stigma that's not the majority but yet it still becomes the stereotype
2: Yeah, we talked about this last night. I said, like, social media, I mean, people go on Twitter, and you could hide behind a fake account. And just, like, the way that we talk to people, it's not even just, like, athletes. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody actually talks like that, the way that people talk to you on social media behind fake accounts. of course. But, like, who goes to a game and, okay, so you're a Commanders fan or you're a Wizards fan. Like, I'm going to the game to watch Bradley Beal or to watch Kyle Kuzma and to watch a game, not to yell at Damian Lillard. Hey, you F, you screwed up my my parlay tonight. Like, who talks like that? See, that was always my hottest take. I actually kind of agreed with Ron Artest and Jermaine Jermaine O'Neal and those guys because, like, in what world, I don't know where some people grow up, do you, like, get to go and throw a beer on somebody or scream these words at people? Like, you deserve to get punched in the face. And the problem with today's society, I feel like there's a lot of people that have never uh, been punched in the face, never gotten a fight growing up, and they'd think that they could just go around talking to people like that. (laughs) And you can't. I don't care that this guy is an athlete. He's making millions of dollars. Like, he's not a zoo animal. They're they're not, like, creatures. You can't just scream at these people. And so, I mean, yeah, it sucks when you lose a bet. I joke around like, Jokic, you bum.